0: Many of us don't realize Christmas is a day of worship. Uh, it's been so commercialized. We've taken Christ out, put an X in its place. But there's a song that says, let's have Christmas. Take the X out of Xmas, add Christ, and let's have Christmas. And so my prayer is that today, for you, this moment, is a time of worship and adoration of the one who would be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's go to God and pray and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, thank you for today. I pray now that you'll bless our devotional time, that everything that we do and everything that we say will be pleasing in your sight. Uh, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm sure you have finished your Christmas shopping, (laughs) because if not, it's too late. I'm sure the stores are all closed Christmas Day, right? Everybody's home with family members and friends. Whatever deliveries were going to be made have already been made. Maybe you'll do some shopping the day after, right? On Saturday, tomorrow, you'll do some shopping Uh, Maybe you'll try to get out and do some stuff next week and catch some sales. But for the most part, shopping is done. And and here's what's interesting. People would, at a time, come over to the house and, and you would buy gifts. You would buy gifts not just for those who lived in your house, but you would typically buy gifts, at least in my house. We would buy gifts for those who we knew we would see or we knew would come over. So, for example, uh, I would buy gifts when I was a kid. We would buy gifts for my grandparents, and and we would buy gifts for family members. Uh, They may or may not come over, but we wanted to have a gift just in case. And and when they came over, man, I, I would scoot under that tree and make sure I got the present out for my grandparents and let them know that we had not forgotten about them, and we wanted to give them their present on Christmas Day. Let me ask you a question. Uh, When you you check under your tree this year, do you have a present there for God? I mean, do do you have a gift for God? See, there's normally two criteria to determine whether or not we get somebody a gift. Uh, First of all, do we like them? Right? And then secondly, is it expected? So some people you may not necessarily like, but you know you need to get them a gift because it's just right. You know they're going to get you a gift. But there's some people that there's no question you're going to get them a gift. I mean, because they've been so good to you. They've been so kind to you. They have loved you so much that it would just be bad. I mean, just bad, bad. I don't care what you call it, karma. It would just be bad manners not to get them a gift because they've been that good to you. Well, when you think about how good God has been to you, even in the midst of this year, do you believe God deserves a gift? So that's the first question. I think the answer to that question is yes, God deserves a gift. Then the question is, what are you going to give to God? What will you give to God? Psalm 145 verse 9 says, The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. James 1.17 says every good action, the ICB translation, and every perfect gift is from God. These good gifts come down from the creator of the sun, moon, and stars. God does not change like their shifting shadows. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 14 but who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from thee, from you, and of your own have we given you. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, for what gives you the right to make judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift. Now, I ask you a question. Is there anything under the tree for God? And I know what you may be thinking. Well, what would I buy from God? And if I was going to buy something for God, where would I shop? I mean, because you can't buy anything for God off of Amazon. You can't buy anything for God from Macy's or Neiman Marcus or Saks or Target or Walmart. What would you give to God? And that's really what the psalmist asked in the 116th division of Psalms, verse 12, when he says, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? This is not a verse that we would naturally uh, liken to the Christmas season, but I believe the question is a question that is universally asked and should be answered. What do I give to God? Today, I want to talk to you from the thought what to give to the God who has everything? What to give to the God who has everything? The 50th division of Psalms says, Every animal in the forest belongs to me, and so do the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds in the mountains, and every wild creature is in my care. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you because I own the world and everything in it. So if God owns everything, what can you give to God? That he does not already have. And I believe the psalmist in the 116th Psalm gives us a picture of what to give to the God who has everything. Here's the first thing you give to God. If you are going to give a present to the God who has everything, make sure you give God your person. Make sure you give God your person. Verse 13, Psalm 116 says, I will lift up the cup of salvation, and call on the name of the Lord. Verse 15, Psalm 116 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. The psalmist says, you start with giving God your person. You see, you can't buy your person online. You can't have your person shipped to somebody else. And the psalmist says, you and I have to learn how to give and re-give our person to the Lord. And he really highlights two things. A, he talks about salvation. He says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Salvation for us is, is twofold. It's, it's not only E the salvation from eternal damnation, but it's also salvation in terms of deliverance from difficult situations. God says, you have been saved. And the Psalmist says, I will lift up the cup of salvation to the Lord. Uh, Today, my brothers and sisters, remember you are saved. Remember you are saved. Remember you have been washed in the blood of the lamb. And if you have not been washed in the blood of the lamb, if you're not somebody who knows the Lord, then I pray today you would come to know him because right now you're a person who needs him. But look at B. Not only are you to remember the salvation, you are to give God your service. You ought to give God your service. Verse 16, the psalmist says, "O oh Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I thank him not just in lifting up the cup of salvation, but I thank him when I give my service to the Lord. I give him my person in salvation and in service. So my brothers and sisters, how you doing in your gift giving to God? Have you given God your person? Have you given God your salvation? And have you given God your service? Number two, you must give God your possessions. You must give him your possessions. Psalm 116, beginning at verse 14, says, I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Go down to verse 18. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, O Jerusalem. The paying of vows was made by the beneficiary of the goodness of God in response to the promise that was made by the person who has been blessed by God. You know, sometimes when you get in situations and you say, Lord, if you do this, I will do that. Lord, if you get me out of this, I will do this. Lord, if you bless me in this way, I promise you won't ever have to worry about, right? You made a promise, you made a vow to God. And here's the truth. The truth of the matter is, you haven't paid God back those vows that you made at a place of desperation, and you would be paying that vow back for the rest of your life. The psalmist says, I will pay my vows to the Lord. I'm going to give God my possessions. I'm not going to shop with God's money. I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to honor the Lord. I'm going to pay God out of what God has blessed me with and give back to him a portion of what he has given to me. I made a commitment. I'm going to make good on that commitment. My word is my bond. I am going to keep my commitment to the Lord. I'm going to pay my vows to the Lord. Let me ask you a question. What what have you given tangibly to the Lord. Now you may say, you know what, Lord, I, 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 I give myself to you. Um, Lord, I'm available to you. Right? You, you pick the song that, that you think best articulates your commitment to the Lord of your person. But I'm telling you, don't stop there. Move to your possessions as well because we should never come to worship the Lord empty-handed, right? And so what, what gift, in the midst of giving gifts to everybody else, what gift are you going to give to the Lord? What are you going to give to honor God this year and honor the kingdom work? Here's the third and final thing. Number three, I told you first you must give God your person. Secondly, you must give God your possessions. Here's the third and final thing. You must give God your praise. You must give God your praise. Verse 17, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. Verse 19, in the midst, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, it's interesting because verse 16 and verse verse 17 and verse 19, sandwich verse 18, right? Verse 17, he says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. Verse 18, I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Verse 19, in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. So the giving of our person, the giving of our possessions should lead to the giving of our praise. Praise is what you and I should do when we think about God's gift to us and we think about the blessings of this holy day. What has God done for you? What has God brought you through? This should be a time, I told you, of worship. This should be a time of thanksgiving. This should be a time of praise. As a matter of fact, arguably, this Christmas Day, you should be giving more thanks this day than you do on Thanksgiving Day. Because this is a day that you not only can thank the Lord for time, but you should be thanking God for the blessing of eternal life that will carry you through eternity. Psalm 50, verse 23 says, the sacrifice that honors me is a thankful heart. Obey me and I, your God, will show my power to save. Hosea 14, 2, return to the Lord and say, please forgive our sins, accept our good sacrifices of praise instead of bulls. Hebrews 13 verse 15 says, so through Jesus, through Jesus, let us always offer to God our sacrifice of praise coming from lips that speak his name. So today, I want to encourage you. Look under that tree whether it's a literal tree or a figurative tree. Think about those presents that you're getting and please recognize and realize if you have failed to give God the greatest gift you can give because the greatest gift you can give today is the recommitment of your life to him. The greatest gift you can give to God Is the gift of your person, of your possessions, of your praise. So that you're loving God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. Give God that greatest gift. And don't forget to say to God, Merry Christmas, Lord. And thank you for everything. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and bless you for today. And I pray now that you will bless in a special way your word as it has gone forth. I pray that it has found fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people that we would be hearers and not just doers. We ask your blessings now in Jesus' name and we say thank you. Amen. Well, my brothers and sisters, I pray that you are having a great time with family and friends, whether they are near or far, whether you're on the phone or virtually, uh, please, ma'am, please, sir, enjoy this holiday season. We also want to cover in prayer those families who have lost loved ones over this past year. Uh, We know well over 300,000 have died as a result of COVID-19. People are dying every day, but we have also had a number of deaths of people who died and their death was not related to COVID. And so there will be a lot of empty places around the table and a lot of presents were not purchased this year. So let's cover in prayer those families um, who are going through difficulties. And if you're feeling a little alone right now, uh, here's what I want you to know. God has promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. Turn your focus not on those who are not present, but turn your focus on God and meditate and worship him today and let the Holy Spirit console you like only the Holy Spirit can. If you'd like to know how to ask Jesus Christ into your life, if you don't know the Lord in the pardon of your sins, go to our website, download our app and go to the app that states I want to become a Christian, uh, but how? And I will walk you through via video how to ask the Lord into your life if you've asked the Lord into your life and you want to know now what then click on the link that says I just became a Christian now what and I'll walk you through five things that you can do to begin living the life of a Christian a Christ follower in the best possible way and if you'd like to unite with our church maybe that's part of your plan to give your life to the Lord today and you want to join with our church virtually we would love for you to do that Uh, click on the link I want to become a member of the church and we will walk you through that process we're excited about next year I hope you're excited as well Um, as bad as this year has been somebody said it to me like this they said this has been a bow and arrow year and I said bow and arrow year He said, yeah, bow and arrow year. He said, Pastor, you know when you take a bow and an arrow and you pull that bow back before you release it to shoot the arrow? He says, man, I feel like 2020 has been the year that the bow string has been pulled back. And I'm trusting God that he's going to let it go in 2021. And I said, well, brother, make sure you claim it in Jesus' name. Let's see what God is going to do. But let's trust God to make 2021 best year it can possibly be all right god bless you and god be with you remember god is doing something wonderful in you just like god is doing something wonderful in me all right we'll see you lord says the same in the creek don't rise we'll be with you once again all right god bless